Hey, listener! Welcome to Stageside Chats. I'm Tyler, your humble host and editor. This is just a quick editor's pre-note intro, letting you know that I adore you so much already for giving this pod a listen. We are a new podcast, and we are working hard to try and give you top-notch quality at a relatable level. We are also a musical theater podcast and currently have zero funds and zero sponsors, so we'd really appreciate you giving a moment of your time to leave us a review and subscribe to our feed wherever you may enjoy your podcasts. Without further ado, enjoy our discussion on Daddy Longlegs. Listen, it's been a long time, Tyler. I need a soothing man voice. Well... Isn't that why we listen to Daddy Longlegs? Hey, I wasn't going to come right out and say it. (laughs) But that is why I chose this musical. (laughs) For the sweet, sweet... Dulcet towns. Jesus. Of an emotionally wounded man. Stunted, not wounded. Yikes. (laughs) Malefless dulcet... What have you? Not from this guy, but from I, 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 the original other guy I really like, the guy from the recording I really like. Well, this guy is her husband, like in real life. I know, which I feel so so bad for Megan McGinnis. I felt no chemistry whatsoever. None. Yeah, (laughs) I. When I saw him, I was well, like, let's oh, get into it. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, let's get into it. So who, uh, who, all right. So what well, was. Well, it's Mary Lynn. So should she take the lead? Yeah, that's totally fair. Go for it, ML. Wait a minute. Okay. I, can I just like do a brief synopsis? I do not so want to take the lead. No. So basically the, the whole thing is we just, um, so to start, let's uh, you just talk about uh, the like previous thoughts and feelings about the piece, like when you first heard about it or when you were first introduced to it. And then we'll uh, kind of take our time going through talking about the story of the piece, talking about the songs and the character development throughout the piece. And then at the end, we'll go back and we'll be like, and like, these are my fu- these are kind of our final thoughts and observations on the piece. And, oh, great. OK. Yeah. Okay, so I guess my first, like, ever, like, impression of this piece, Tyler, this was your fault. What? Was, it was, because you were, like, at junior year, you're like, hey, you need to listen to The Secret of Happiness, and you need to do it. Oh my gosh. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do that, but that was a really sweet thought. And then... <laughs> was this before or after we bonded to Firework and I forgot about it? Oh, it Yikes. was well after. <laughs> <Yikes>. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not going to do anything for this person ever again. How about that? <laughs> but, um, no. No, I, uh, I was like, oh, that's really cool. Like, whatever. And then um, we were living together... And you played it for me, and I said, wow, this is so beautiful. I would love to do it. And you're like, it's almost as if I recommended this song <laughs> two years ago. And I was like, oh, you did? Oh, I remember Yeah, that. Hannah was in the room. It was a whole thing. I and that. I was like, wow, Tyler, <laughs> I should probably listen to you when you recommend songs. And you were like, wow, funny that. So anyways, <laughs> so you, I had listened to that one song, and then I had been invited to... Uh, 
a preview night of it at Theatre Raleigh, and I was like, oh, wow, that was that one song that I really loved that Tyler suggested, but I didn't pay attention to. I'm going to go. And I went, and it was gorgeous. I The two actors that I saw had the literal best chemistry, and he played it so much better. Or, that's rude. Excuse me. He played it. He played it differently than the guy I saw in the recording. And he was. He just was the cherry on top, the chef's kiss to that whole production. And I just. I want to do it. It's. It's hard work. It's just two people. No, that's. It's a lot of. No, and it, mm-hmm. so it's interesting because it's like there aren't a lot of two-person musicals. There's like this one in last five years, and I bet this is going to be done a lot now. More well, like a lot more now after quarantine. Honestly, well, well, I don't know. I don't know I because mean, people are looking for like small that shows. Is fair. To do. That is a fair point. That'll be interesting to see. I think the book could use some. The, the every uh, I, <laughs> hmm, hmm. Anyway, <sighs> it's funny because last five years is like episodic. I want to say, yeah. and this is more linear. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting to see how how it would how playing that. Uh, two different shows yeah. would be different True. in world building and like connecting and stuff True. like that because they they interact in a lot of their dialogue and they yeah. fill in bits and pieces mm-hmm. which I thought was really cool yeah. and uh, last five years you can kind of just do your own thing until you come yeah. together so it's a, no that's very true yeah so that would be very interesting to uh, I would like to get uh, cast of both last five years and Daddy Long Legs together to see how their journeys have been. To kind of mm-hmm. do maybe to do it in like in rep. That would be an interesting Ooh. summer stock. Ooh. <laughs> I was thinking because Tyler and Hannah could absolutely do yes. last five years and then Tyler and I could do Daddy yes. Long Legs. <laughs> yes. That that came up a lot while I was watching it. Ooh, you can direct last five years and I'll direct Daddy Long Legs. Oh my god. Brilliant, brilliant. That way brilliant. we have a woman directing as it should be. Yes. And you know what? That would be very different directing styles yeah. for you and I, Hannah. That's also very mm-hmm. true. That would be such a challenge, but I would love it. Yes. Ooh. <laughs> Let's do it. I mean, what do we all have going on really? Honestly. Well, y'all have stuff going on. I, d- right. I don't. <laughs> we have I have this. This is all this is what I have right now. <laughs> this is my life. <laughs> oh my god the podcast my life my life <laughs> uh, what a life to live though uh, I, uh, yeah just own it Tyler can't wait till we can retire I'm trying I'm <laughs> trying to make that podcast money yeah. <laughs> speaking of which sponsors if you're out there please <laughs> please god yeah <laughs> give us a ring a ding ding um, for the, you know, yes, for the millions that are clamoring for the musical theater content, come, come for us. For a specific niche. <laughs> yes. Uh, so. Hannah, what did you think of the show? Me? Yes. What, what, what did you think of it beforehand? What, what were your previous thoughts of the show? When did you get introduced to it? Um, I heard about it. I don't think I really heard about it until after you went and saw it at Theater Raleigh and you came home and you were like, this is the best show I've ever seen. Because you asked me if I wanted to go. And I was like, nah, I'm good. And then you (laughs) came home and you were like, you dumbass, like you should have gone to this. 
You would have loved it, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like watching this, I'm like, oh, I definitely would have liked this at theater Raleigh. I think it would give, I don't, I don't know. I think I, especially in that space. Yeah. Cause I, I enjoyed it, but I think I would enjoy it more like obviously being in the same space and maybe my issues that I like have with the show would not necessarily be as prevalent if I saw a different production or if I saw it like actually in the theater. If that Ooh, makes sense. Maybe. Yeah, that makes sense. Which I'm very interested to get into the issues of this show. <laughs> <laughs> what a flawed so- show. Ooh, what a fl- what a problematic show. Mm. What so beautifully problematic. The music is real pretty. Uh-huh. <laughs> but the music's so pretty. I just like to listen to them sing. <laughs> That's the reason it goes by so damn fast. They don't want you to be like, wait a second. It is a quick show. Two it's a hours. Lot. It's a lot. I mean, it's a lot to happen, but like it, you know, it moves along at a clip. The stamina yeah. that you have to have to keep that interesting and alive. Oh my the, God. St- the girl's stamina specifically. Mm-hmm. Like she is running the show. She has to be yes, in it to absolutely. win it locked in. So like, like I mean, let's get into it from the jump. Like we jump into Lord Jerusha Abbott has to bear the brunt on it all. Poor Jerusha Abbott, the oldest orphan in the John Greer home. Uh Megan McGinnis comes stampeding out into <laughs> that into that audience that horrid dress oh it's so not good oh can i tell you can i tell you? i'm i'm sorry please stop me when i keep comparing this to theater <laughs> no, Valley, but i thought the um the recording did a better job of putting her in an awful dress because i guess just because it was preview night they had her in this like gorgeous like not gorgeous but like it was fitted um, yeah, and yeah. it was nice oh, yeah. And I just heard about the clothes and like the rundownness yeah. of her life in her face and in her body and in her words. But um, yeah, I seen that awful dress on Megan. <laughs> I was like, oh, here's here's where we are. This is the world. I was like, and are they going to make her wear this this whole show? My oh no, my. that's fair. <laughs> it was god awful. But um, could you imagine <laughs> if they had started out with any other song? I no, no. I this mean, song th- has been stuck in my head. True. Oh, in the book, did you guys know that the book this is based off of? Um, she changed her name to Judy. To Judy. I hate. Yes, that. I did know that. I, I don't that. like that. I like Jerusha. Yeah, it's cool. I wish she had gone to Judy. It's hip. It's different. And I'm Judy. Oh, Judy Abbott. Oh, no. So, yeah, no. Like, so she starts this show at 17. Mm-hmm. I just. She ends at 21? Oh, no. He's 21? No, no, no. She ends at 21. No. Oh, she. Late 21, 22, okay. I think. Yeah. Do we know what his age is at this point? Unspecified. And that said 35. I said 35 because that's how old he looks. But, I mean,. How old did a philanthropist have to be back in the day with a lot of money and a lot of and a job? And also, how old is this man to have a niece the same age as her? Fair. 
Yeah, he has to be 30s. Well, I mean, to be fair, like I'm from this. Well, if we're from the South. We all know some rednecks. I know someone who is older than one of their aunts. So. It did say it did say that he was the youngest brother, so he was the youngest uncle, yeah. right? So like, right, and like there's I I have a I have a uh, cousin niece who's like two years younger than me, but we still consider her my niece. Yeah. So you can fudge it, but like still. For our comfort level, let's make him 25. 25 to be generous. Like, to be like generous. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. At the start. An eight year old. Like, it was right. a different time or whatever, but like <laughs> she thinks I'm old. Gee, I wonder why. Why would she not? Why would she not think you're old? We'll get to that in a sec. So, oldest orphan in the John Greer home. Um, we find Jerusha. We meet Jerusha Abbott, who is just. Uh, it's the it's the first Monday of every month, and she has to prepare stuff for the trustees meeting for the orphanage every month apparently mm-hmm. and no one adopts older kids and she's like great i'm gonna have to do the legwork so other people can get adopted but not me great yep so basically she's seeing this to be like her life from now on it's just her taking care of the orphans honestly and then and then she gets called down to Miss mrs Lippet. Mrs. Lippet, which this, so the way they handle the other characters in this show is very interesting. And again, a lot of the legwork is done on the female actress in this show. Mm-hmm. Like she's not only doing all of her emotional mm-hmm. character work, she's also having to portray all of these other characters. Like she is Mrs. Lippet. She is this little boy that comes and get her own props and get her own props. Like it's a one woman show. She has to hand herself some damn flowers. When she pulled out that letter to hand to herself, it, literally, it is a one yeah. woman show. The guy is just sitting back there doing nothing. <laughs> the barest minimum. Yeah. <laughs> That's a metaphor. Well, <laughs> no, but really, I mean, it really is because this entire in the staging of this one with Megan O'Ginnis and uh, Adam Halpin, he, he's sitting back there in the dark, just uh, in his chair, just basically waiting to make his entrance yep do you know i I wish he would have done um julia a bit more and like sally i wish they could have like fleshed those out a little bit more anyways that's kind of like like they had been included more in the show or she had like done more characterization for it she had done more characterization or like the music had allowed for more like i don't know i don't Mm. know and that's not important but i just wish Mm -hmm. also fair Right, it's like little tweaky things that it's like maybe right. maybe this would help the show a little bit more. <laughs> and I wish, I wish he could have like doubled as Jimmy or something, like give yeah. him something else to do. No, right, exactly. That's my big thing. Is that I wish this guy had 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 more. Yeah, had had more to do in the then show. Maybe he just pulled would, along by him. Yeah, maybe it would be like. I don't know. I don't ever really feel like I'm. I rooting. I'm rooting for her. But like him, I'm right? Like, eh. like you're a means to an end. Meh. So we come to find out she was called to Mrs. Lippitt's office uh, because she has been offered a, uh, a basically a paid full paid tuition to go to college from one of the trustees of the orphanage who has devised a nine point plan for her education, mm-hmm. which is just you. It, kind of a lot of thought, kind of a lot of work to put into a human. Wait, did he? Wait, he read her essay somewhere. Right. He 
Which they don't really explain why he got her essays or anything. They're just no, like, he read your essays and he thought you were amusing and you should, you know, I guess... Be a writer. Do this, right? I had thought, I had thought she, she had submitted them to a newspaper and they were published or something. I don't know. I don't. In the, I don't know if if it was, they did not make that clear in the show. Yeah, in the book, I think it. Uh, I think it was that he like talked to her teachers or something, which is so strange. Yeah. Also, right. Yeah, it's just. Why do you wish to know about this seventeen-year-old girl, trustee of the orphanage? Yeah. And these adults did nothing. Anyways. And it, in the years, it's the nineteen. 19- 20s or 1910s? 10s. 1910s. 10s. 1910s. Okay, fun. Fun times. (laughs) Good times. (laughs) Jerusha is going to college fully paid with a tuition of, with uh, an allowance of $35 a month, which was just real cute, uh, how she delivered that. Megan McGinnis just is adorable throughout this show. She made that more of a comedy than I realized it was. Yes, exactly. Yeah, well, in the like the description on uh, Broadway HD, it was like a musical comedy. I was like, is it a comedy? Right. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it was yeah, a comedy. Yeah, I didn't think it was because I think you said that you had cried and I was like, oh. Like, yeah, the the one I saw like was not played that way at all because the person who played um, Jervis was so giving and so supportive and i felt like they only made it a comedy because that other guy like sort of like stole the punchlines and like really tried hard oh my god but really did he he played to the audience so many times i wanted to punch him in the face i was watching an interview with megan and she was like we have workshopped this 32 times and it has changed exponentially and i've never had so much of a say in a production piece before so i think that they had just mm-hmm. morphed it based on him, honestly. Right. So that's just a fun fact. Interesting. Yeah. So along those lines, it she so she uh, she gets all of this with the stipulation that she has to write to him once a month, and he is only to be known as Mister Smith. Which, like, fine, cool, I fine. guess. Sure, fine. <laughs> Get that bread. Get that head. Then leave. Uh. Right. No, that's right. Get your sugar daddy. Get your tuition paid and get out. You don't need to know the details, sugar pop. Yeah, all she has to do is write a letter. Hell. Sponsor. Any sugar daddy who is out there that just wants me to write him a letter and not ask him any questions. Sign me up. Like just once a month. Hit me up. Hit me up. Dear Dear Benefactor. K thanks. thanks. <laughs> Love me. Bye. <laughs> Um, and then we also have this a, a whole Sorry. other song after that called Mr. Girl Hater, where she's just talking about, like, who are you? Uh, and just basically saying, since you won't tell me who you are, this is who I think you are. Good for her. So take that. For her. Honestly, yeah. Mm-hmm. She's so spunky. She is spunky. She is. You go, Joe March. I love her. I really, truly love her. Did you guys know she was Beth in the original production of Little Women? I did. Oh, yeah. Wow. I was like, why is she so familiar? Her voice is so familiar. So I looked her up and I was like, 
That's how I know her. Oh. It makes sense why her tones are so dulcet and heavenly. Yes. Dulcet? <laughs> and I think she sounds very young. She's like 40. Is she truly? Really? Yeah, she's 40. And they filmed this, I think, like like five years 2015. ago. 2015. Yeah. And yeah. so she, I mean, she was with it the whole like nine years it took to like workshop. So give me that. 32 tries yeah, to get it cemented, man. Hot damn. Yeah, that's the beauty of looking young. Mm-hmm. That truth. So then finally, yes. after Mr. Girl Hater, and throughout this, he has been like, you, you've been hearing him like harmonize along with her and like singing every now and then. But read letters and stuff. But you've never you've not seen the guy's face. You not he's not actually had a line of dialogue to himself yet. Um, so after Mr. Girl Hater, it transitions into she thinks I'm old where he's like. Why why would she think I'm old? Which we as we just said, why would she not? You don't give her any info, dude. Also, wait a minute. <laughs> Guys, why did they not do like a backlit shot of him for that moment? Did they not? No. He was like he was in the chair and he's like you can only see like the shadow of the back of his head and No. I mean like I wish he had like entered when she was talking about him and then uh, backlit him. Oh, I I know what you mean. Yeah. No, that's I agree. fair. I was waiting for that. Low key. But I'm not in charge. Anyways, that's sorry. Right. I'm not a director. <laughs> I'm so. not a director anyways. <laughs> uh so we find out this guy's name is Jervis Pendleton. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't he be old? Right, and he just he 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 just is rich and in Manhattan. End of story. I mean, that's basically all we're given. We don't know why. <laughs> we don't know what he does. He just he writes letters and he's rich. And more importantly, it doesn't matter what he does. <laughs> and they and I don't like how they reference like in I forget if it's in this letter. Um where she's talking about her friends and she's like, this is the girl that I like do not like. And it's like Pendleton. And there's like, he has like a beat or something. And he tried so hard when he realizes he tried so I'm hard. Like, I'm like, it's not important. Right. Yeah. That doesn't. And then in like, a, it's like a scene or something later. He's like, Jervis pendleton like who the fuck is gonna oh remember that God. right yeah and wait a minute wait a minute i don't think he has to do anything he's just rich by his namesake exactly it's a pendleton thing because yeah. julia julia it's like it, it's in the dialogue from like um uh, in freshman year studies is basically what we're in uh right now where she's like talking about like her first year of class and whatnot and meeting uh julia pendleton who it turns out is her benefactor's actual niece by whatever relation yeah whatever relation um wait a minute freshman year studies is that things i didn't know that comes later right that comes later freshman year studies is actually not on the recording it's only in the uh it's only in the show itself that's correct no yeah freshman year studies is more is more hopeful it's like it's she's still happy about being at school right now (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it, it transitions into like other girls which is I love that song. I do too. That's my favorite song. When it it's says like, the Nobel Prize, I was like, yes. Exactly. Yes. I'm like, this is such a cute subversion of a song. Mm-hmm. 
she gets her evening dress like to hell with that sack dress from before girl you rock that evening gown yes like yes costume change it's not even in the end of act one yet and we have a costume change praise god she has like 12 by her yeah yeah her own just by herself can you imagine if you put on the wrong skirt at one point oh you're fine yeah you're done <laughs> you're toast sister truth so then like other girls transitions into things i didn't know where she start get, she's starting to get sad about like i wasn't born into a wealthy family who already knows all of this stuff but let me just like, say like people nowadays would not know any of that right i'm like i was like i was like damn college like was hard right, right? i'm like king henry the eighth like i'm like maybe half the population knows how many wives he had at this point unless they've listened to six <laughs> right good and like he had no he was like oh i'm gonna be nice and send this girl to college i'm not gonna think about the societal disadvantages that she's had because that's why he gave her 35 dollars a month yeah I don't want you to feel left like disadvantaged. So here's 35 bucks, <laughs> which at like, that time is a lot of money, but like still, like you don't just throw That's not going to buy her a catch up education, <laughs> my dude. Right. Like it's so <laughs> aggravating that he just does not have any ah, consideration for what she's going through. And then we get into kind of my one of Miley's favorite moments of the show where it's. Uh, it's him she, yeah him she, <laughs> i hate this song i mean yes she like decides uh ooh, she decides to stay home uh to stay at college for christmas so that she can try and keep uh try and catch up or whatever and she says i love you daddy long legs or whatever I she sends her love because uh, she's all by herself i was gonna say i think we should also mention that throughout the show, he does refer to him as Daddy. Daddy, which makes me oh, very constant. uncomfortable. Daddy. Every, every time. time. Every time. Well, that's on you, Hannah. That's on you and your Western society. <laughs> that is your feelings coming through. You should not take that into this cherished, pure. Daddy. Dulcet musical? Dulcet musical? You being called a 35-year-old girl, I have watched SBU this whole weekend. <laughs> she knows how this ends. She needs a sassy gay friend and she needs Olivia Benson. Dun-dun! <laughs> <laughs> this is not sponsored by Law & Order SBU, but Dick but Wolf, it, it could be. Dun-dun! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> absolutely beautiful yeah so contemporary audiences like get over the hurdle of daddy okay no, stop fetishizing time, it no the first time she says daddy you hear a woman laugh mm -hmm. in the back of the audience mm -hmm. in that recording and i'm like same sister same and you have better. to keep that in mind as the actress going forward. You have to deal with that for yourself and like for your audience. And that's so stupid. Oh, well, I think that's so I think for me, I don't have an issue with it because she does think he's like an old man. But knowing that he's like a young man, like kind of pretending to be an old man. That's where I'm like, this is some Freudian shit. Let's unpack. Yeah. 
Right. Maybe maybe there's a way that this show could be a little better by keeping him in the dark as much as she is in the dark about him. Like, keep the audience on the same level as Darusha. Ooh. So you would keep... Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Even for She Thinks I'm Old? Yeah, just be like, you know, it's just just have his voice. Just have have the yeah. actor trying... Because your voice sounds young. True. And you could have... You can have him, like, toplet so you just don't see his face clearly. So you get an idea of, like, his shape, but... Take a note from Phantom. <laughs> Take the note. Just hear his voice. If the love is unrequited, just just let yes. his voice come through. <laughs> let me guess. Curly hair, a man obsessed with you. You must be Christine Daae. Dun, dun. Her, is that her natural hair or is that a wig? That's got to be a wig. That's her natural hair. It is not. <laughs> I can't. It looks like a Joe March wig. It looks like... I'm fairly certain because she has that hair for like interviews and like other like random performances and like libraries and stuff. Oh, wow. Any, any woman who naturally has that hair, I'm in awe of. Yeah, yeah, God bless. That's a lot of work. <laughs> Amen. She's she's it, and you know what? It very well could be a wig, and she just wears it all the time. I don't well, know. Hey, also fair, exactly. If you know what works for your body style, like go for yeah. it. If you're in 32 separate productions of this, might as well. <laughs> hey, <laughs> if this is all your life is now, you might as well. Might as well, girl. You are 40. Keep that wig on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, never mind. <laughs> so, <laughs> do you know what I was going to say? No. <laughs> say it now, Hannah. No. Oh, Jesus. I wonder if she wears that wig with her husband oh. when they're, you know, canoodling. Oh, no. I, she, I would think it would be weird to call my husband dad in a non bedroom setting. That's. I really you know. hope she doesn't call him daddy, daddy specifically because they have done this show. My friends, I do not think Megan McGinnis does that, nor do I think she poops. <laughs> well. I mean, to each their own. If it's your thing, go for it. If it's not, don't do hey, it. But valid. We're not here to kink shame you. Not no. at all. Um, Who are we? Who are we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're just here to discuss and musical theater. Your flawed show. Possible eighteen-year different Ooh. relationship. You know. This girl has got to get through school. You let her do it however she can. You know what? OnlyFans didn't exist. She she gotta get through school. That true. So uh, he gets a letter getting where she like writes love to him because you gave her this huge opportunity. Yeah, she would love you for that. She has no connections. Please let her have this. And he delves into this whole song called What Does She Mean By Love? Where he just completely dissects this one word from what she sent from the 17 year old girl i'm assuming she's still 17 he spins out oh my god he spins out it's just it's amusing to watch this man devolve before our very eyes over a word <laughs> right right 
in a way, like it would be funny. In a way, in there a way. could be a, a way this is done where this is hilarious because it's just this older man going insane over this one word from this do you know, girl. Do you know what this musical makes me think? What? How much I love Henry Higgins. That so uh, reading reviews about this show, I've seen so many connections to Henry Higgins. It was giving me very Henry Higgins. But like, it's off. Also, a little princess. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But wait a minute. No, like Henry Higgins is awful. But at least he's like up front. <laughs> <laughs> he's at least got what? He's at least up front about it. He's like, hey. I mean, that's fair. He's like, I am a dick, and you're not gonna like me. But like, get over it. <laughs> And yeah. it's a completely different situation, but I have to say it, that it makes me miss Henry Higgins. <laughs> Things we say now. I get it. Right. He's at least very open about grooming uh, Eliza Doolittle, whereas this is a much more subversive grooming. Yeah, Henry Higgins is a mentor, like, straight up. An abusive one, but, like, still a mentor. And... <laughs> This and Jervis is just it's what are you my dude what what are you that is a great question so he gets upset about this letter and he sends her flowers oh wait oh yeah because she spins out very reasonably uh no wait she not yes she spins out first she flunks to exams yeah reasonably spins uh, out and she like freaks out because she's and she's like uh you're not helping me you're just you're not even talking to me what the hell am i doing here i think at this point Um, it's rational yeah absolutely it's like this girl has just been dropped into this world she does not know with absolutely zero length and she gets hospitalized yeah like she's it's a rough time for jerusha it's a rough it's a rough time she's struggling and i guess flowers will solve it yeah so he sends her flowers to make up for uh not emotionally (laughs) being there for her at all for this semester being negligent and uh manipulative um, so Jerusha, of course, feels terrible and immediately apologizes to him in the song. I'm a beast. I'm a burden, daddy. Please forgive what I said. I was mean. I was mad. Oh, but daddy, I'm no good at being which is my least favorite song of the show. I just... I think it's I think it's pretty if I didn't know the context. That is fair. Uh, yeah. Yes. I feel like that for some of... A couple of these, these songs. I don't know. I've just gotten to a point where I'm like, I don't like hearing a woman apologize. I don't like a song about a woman apologizing. I, do, I just... You're preaching to the choir, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on, sis. We're snapping over here. Yes. <laughs> Macaroni in a pot. You know, it's just... Bake. We know. Yeah, exactly. It's just we don't, we don't need this. We don't need her to apologize. She doesn't need to apologize. At least Christine Daae doesn't apologize. Right. Yeah. I miss Christine Daae. I miss Christine. (laughs) (laughs) I miss Raoul. (laughs) (laughs) Screw you, Jimmy. We want Raoul. (laughs) 
after like uh she's writing to him still and whatever and he decides he's going to meet her but not actually tell her who he is he's gonna tell her that he's the uncle no he's gonna introduce her himself to her as julia's uncle which is what he is but he is not going to tell her that he is also her benefactor Mm oh god Uh, oh my god God, it's painful. Which is the first disguise. Mm-hmm. That's right. This is the first hat that he will be putting on. Mind you, the first deception in prison. Oh my god, no, that's right. <laughs> he's so, like he's flip-flopping between three characters this entire show. You're right. Yeah, who, who are we to say he doesn't play multiple characters? Silly me. <laughs> so we... Oh, okay. So they meet... And this gets into the be- one of the best songs of the show, uh, The Color of Your Eyes, where she, which, uh, out of context, it's really Daddy. up because it's like she's oh, writing absolutely. to him about so him wanting oh! to see his mm-hmm. eyes after having seen this other guy's eyes who is him. It's just, uh, about him I don't, I don't like talking through the songs because it kind of ruins them no 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 it has no, to be I done mean, uh... someone must do it <laughs> it can I say here's a problem area perhaps um when I hear the song like honestly even in the context of the show I'm like uh... Uh-huh. I just don't know how I feel about like you're attracted to this like young dude and then you like are kind of feeling guilty. I don't know. I feel like some of the lyrics and the t- like melody and stuff leans kind of like she's feeling like guilty and is like, wait, well, like he's great and he's great and he's great, but I want to see your eyes. And I'm you like, know? yeah, I never really feel her fall in love with Jervis ever. I- <laughs> No, until I guess the secret of happiness, but she's also still thinking about daddy long legs, and it's just like, ah, right. It's like this entire time her heart is kind of linked to this what she perceives to be an older man who granted her this uh gift. Anyway, I was about to give something Mm -hmm. away. Let me not speak anymore. Hold on. (laughs) So, uh, (laughs) the color of your eyes happens. It's absolutely gorgeous song still just if any any girl sup, musical theater soprano-y type who uh ha, doesn't have like some kind of modernish musical theater piece in their book go for this this is an absolutely beautiful song anything from this musical is just mm-hmm. a one for auditions honestly though it it's it's a great modern soprano piece, which is why I love it, because you mm-hmm. just don't get a lot of those anymore. I would never think of it as modern, but yeah, it totally is. I don't know why I wouldn't think of it as modern anyways. Right? It's weird. It has a very, because it has such an old-fashioned feel to it. Dang, Tyler, you are breaking barriers left and right. <laughs> That's what I achieve for. I I strive for. (laughs) So, yes. So, uh, The Color of Your Eyes happens, and we're getting to the end of the school year. Uh, Jerusha does not want to go back to the orphanage, because why would you? And here's where Jervis decides to to don his 
second hat right as the uh as the secretary to himself as the benefactor <laughs> we love the ego uh, you right you right um uh, so he uh he decides to send her to Lock Willow Farm. They stole this from damn importance of being earnest. A little bit. Yeah, um, we're looking at Eugene, whoever who wrote the book. And it's from what I gather, it's not really like he gave her an option. It was just like you're you're yeah, you're going to Lock Willow Farm. Which sounds like like an asylum, personally. I mean, that's also Yeet. fair. That's also fair. <laughs> Isn't it though? Which we, yes, which we will get to. Um, so she goes to Lock Willow Farm, and that's where we get to the, the second most beautiful song of the show for me. The secret of happiness is learning how to glide. I've discovered the secret of happiness is just enjoy the ride. Don't let the journey tainted by pride and I've discovered the secret of happiness It's so beautiful. Yeah. It's such a beautiful meaning behind it. The, the the lyric, the um the secret of happiness is uh living in the now. Ah! Which is just it's so good. Yeah. That's it, it's such a concept that I still struggle with to this day. And it's such a it's so good. It's such a beautiful it's such a beautiful song. Um such good messages in this show and yeah. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I was about to say, why couldn't we just end with a secret of happiness and be like, You're happy on your own girl, you found happiness in the now scene. One hour show done. Like tight little one act, let's do it. <laughs> Um, macaroni in a pot. And macaroni. <laughs> After that, it's like Jerusha's still writing to Jervis, being like, "I still, I really want to see you. I, re- I really want to see my dad. The long legs." Hey. Um, mm. and Jervis is just, you know, going back and forth between like, "Oh my God, should I tell her? Should I not?" And that's how we end Act One. So, <laughs> you know, just. Just reminding you of basically where we've been this whole show. And I feel like just then he has an issue with it. Right! It's like just now I'm realizing (laughs) the moral complexities behind what I've been doing for the past year. It's so funny. Anyway. (laughs) Straight men. He thought he had this solved. (laughs) Well, it's why he wanted a boy. It's like this is why he wanted a boy this whole time. So that he wouldn't fall in love with him, obviously. Uh, It's fine. It's totally fine. It's fine. Uh, so th- theoretically, this is where we're going to take a break. Back from Act Two. Uh, we are now in the sophomore year of uh, Jerusha's studies. She's once again writing to Daddy Longlegs, uh, talking about uh, how she has been invited by not invited yet she's been uh becoming friends with a girl called sally mcbride um love her we love sally love sally sally's like the good the one good friend the one good person that jerusha has in her life actually period period yeah and she actually so yes this is where jerusha starts to actually fall in love uh starts to kind of become flirtatious with another male for once. Thank God. Which is Sally's brother, Jimmy. And Jervis, upon realizing this, 
says that they uh, that Julia and Sally obviously need to come up to Manhattan uh, with him. Well played, Jervis. Well played. Right, which uh, uh, which uh, becomes the song "My Manhattan," which is a pretty cool song. It's it's your typical uh, "Yay, we wrote this in New York City. We love New York City." But and I'm glad I want to, Daddy. I'm glad she got to see the sights and do her thing. Right. She did the city thing. And you know what? Again, use him for his money and then leave. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, Summer's coming back around again. And Jerusha wants to go hang out with Sally Sally at her family's house for the summer. But Jervis, acting as the secretary still to himself, says that she... (laughs) Uh, needs to spend the summer at Lock Willow Farm. You know, very controlling. Yeah, that's that's. This is like the this is like the biggest red red flag of the show. <sighs> and we still can't even dissect what the word love means. And we still can't dissect what the meaning of the word love means. It's so beautiful. Uh, period. Uh, so Jerusha obviously is angry and writes the song <laughs> I Couldn't Know Someone Less, which is my third... Go off, sis. Go off, sis. My third favorite song of the show. <laughs> and you know what? Good. For her. Yes. I want to hear you sing that, Hannah. Yeah. Ooh, absolutely. Yes. I want... Uh, yes, that's on my list. And also, um... I have torn you from my heart. Ooh, which we'll get to. We, yes, absolutely. Oh, we'll get to it. Mm. So we go back to Jervis coming, struggling yet again with whether or not he should tell Jerusha whether or not he should do the Daddy. right thing um, <laughs> with the song The Man I'll Never Be. And he's like, she's going to get mad if I like tell her the truth. It, well, yeah. Because you lied for three years, Daddy. I can't imagine why she'd be pissed. Uh, right. It's the kind of song where it's just like, I kind of just like, I huff in frustration and That's just why I don't root, don't for, root him. for him. Exactly. I'm just like, Ugh. he contributes nothing. And to me, yeah, to me, they don't even like, because she doesn't really ever get anything like back from him, it's not, I don't, I don't. Mm-hmm. I yeah, mm-hmm. I was gonna say a thing, but it's also gonna do the ending, so I'm gonna mm, hold it in. <laughs> I want to know what you have to say. I want to know. <laughs> I'm so excited to know. <laughs> so he, um, he visits Jerusha at Lock Willow Farm. Now they gr- they hang out with each other for a weekend or whatever, and start to actually grow close to each other. I guess. In the secret of happiness reprise. That's my favorite song ever. That's fair. It is very. It, it's beautiful. All of the music is beautiful. It. It's just. It's a very weird story to put to such beautiful music. Alan Menken could never. <laughs> I don't think yeah. Alan Menken would ever. That's fair. Andrew Lloyd Webber would though, but we'll get to Andrew that as well. Andrew Lloyd Webber, I think, would do this in a hot minute. Oh my god. It would not be beautiful. It would be... <laughs> <laughs> it would be over the top and so mellow. Daddy. Dramatic. Are you kidding me? It would be the Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> there you go. That's, Curly that's... hair. I'm mad obsessed with you. 
Christine this would be his Love Never Dies sequel. Oh, oh Jesus. my God. Surprise. Uh, Pendleton is actually um, Gustav grown up. Oh. Oh, Lord. oh, my God. Thank you. No, thank you. I'm sorry. We were somewhere very specific, and I had to do that. I had to bring Andrew Lloyd Webber into no, this. No, hey, it's going to happen. That should be the goal every episode, is bring in an Andrew Lloyd Webber reference. Oh. Hannah, how God. dare you out me on recording? <laughs> <laughs> I have foiled your plans. Again, <laughs> I would have gotten away with it too if it hadn't been for those meddling teenagers. God above. <laughs> so okay, so Jervis, uh, Jervis and Jerusha bond. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, once again, we come back to the choice of visiting Sally and her family, or going to hang out at Lock Willow again for the summer. Um, and things are getting serious with Jimmy. Th- right. Like, like things are, yeah, things are heating up with Jimmy. So obviously Jervis is like, no, you should go to Lock Willow. And for thankfully, this time Jerusha's like, no. Daddy. You, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to the McBrides. Does she go to teach? Is, she, is this where she goes to France? Um, it's where she, uh, it's where she turned down an invite to do it. Oh, yeah. She was going to go to like, yeah. yeah, it was like offered to her, and she was like, no, I can't do that. I got your letter too late. Oops. Uh... Right, right. right. <laughs> I've, I've made my decision, so I obviously can't change that. Um, after that, uh, and that, and that goes into the song uh, Humble Pie, uh, which is just, again, Jervis being like, you know, I'm kind of a terrible person. Maybe I should think about that. A recurring theme. Hmm. A recurring theme. Single one of his songs so far has been like, I'm kind of a bad person. And she's kind of great. Who knew? Right. Uh, so finally, Jerusha is finishing with college. And we fast forward to Graduation Day, which this is such a beautiful song, but also such a kind of a weird song. Yes. It's heartbreaking. This is the most heartbreaking for me. I, yes. 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 This would be like a good, this to me is a good like showcase song. Like to put this in like a, in a cabaret if you do it or something. I would agree with that. Especially, yeah, yeah especially for, you know, whoever, whatever college musical theater kids are doing mm-hmm. graduating or whatever um yep yeah no it's a beautiful song because the the whole sentiment of her the oh what's the line what's the main hook of the the line uh tears are falling on graduation day i'm fighting back the tears on graduation day and i'm fighting back the tears yes i'm fighting back the tears on graduation day that's yeah that it's such a beautiful it, it the lyrics in this show are really heavy hitting and make somebody proud i like the ending um the i'll stand out from the crowd and make somebody proud oh yes oh. it yes. was like yes lady take your stand well she's also singing that because she thought she had written him like hey please come to graduation and she's yeah. looking for him and he's not there she thinks he's not there and she right. thought, which he's like, which his lines, I'm here, Jerusha. I'm just a face that you know. I'm like, that doesn't help. Yeah. Yeah. Her yeah. heart is breaking, my friend. 
but we're gonna because she had done like, she'd my- done all this work and she'd gotten to valedictorian which she had failed like a, a lot of tests her freshman year she works her butt off and you're not gonna show up don't we love when shows are based on miscommunication <laughs> and oh it's i was watching a, a video about the set building and it was like they surround the set with their communication while they have none at all Ooh. Ooh. yeah because they they tack her letters everywhere i love that detail i do love that yeah it was gorgeous and i was like that made me on it, that little detail made me see everything a lot more clearly especially from the actor's work that's that's so interesting i mean moving right along uh it's we're we're back to Jervis again, and he's uh, he's kind of contemplating the concept of charity. Oh, charity. Now, what can I do? Like what it means, and like what it means. Who is helping who? Like I'm giving her money, but like how? Like she's helping me and my. Art, I guess. Who was helping who? She's helping me like learn how to be a man? Question mark. Be a man? Question right? Yeah. He doesn't really have any growth or an arc or anything. He so. doesn't, which is so frustrating. She, we see her grow, but we don't see him. And maybe that's all we need to see, Hannah. Maybe that's all we just need to see her grow. Maybe, and that's yeah. it. Maybe we can just make the show about her, which it, it is about her. But then but... why end? Well, well... <laughs> uh... <laughs> Besides hating what like this, like all, all what all of his songs are about. I do love Charity, the song. Like it's such a banger for a guy to sing. I I think that is. I'm not gonna say my. It's oh, it is my favorite song though. Ugh. Right, I, I get ne- that. I need mm-hmm. you to sing it. I yeah yeah no I mm. absolutely adore this song. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, now we get into the juicy into a uh, sassy Jerusha where after he yeah. did not show up to her graduation, seemingly did not show up to her graduation day and did not inform her at all of anything. Uh, she uh, gets into the song. I have torn you from my heart. Gorgeous. Ooh. Just that, just that, like, just that line. <laughs> just that. Right. Say, yeah. So I listened to this song on, I think like on Thursday. Cause um, I told you about it. Wink, wink. Yeah. When I, when we were talking, <laughs> Yeah, whenever we were talking and I texted Mary Lynn and, and I was like, ah, shit. I heard the first, like, gentle guitar bit and I was like, oh, shit, this is going to make me sad. And it does, but it's a happy sad. You know, it's, it's, a, good like, sad. it's a righteous anger sad. Speaking mm-hmm. of, and it's closure. It's a whole arc in one song. And the mm-hmm. the lyric that, like, really just, like, speaks to me deep down in my gut is um mm-hmm. you have your freedom daddy but you don't have me i too am free i too am free Ooh. that one always <laughs> makes me emotional and my jaw starts a quivering oh yeah the i too am oh. free oh yeah it's about just like letting go and just like appreciating something for what it taught you and it's just uh Mm-hmm. It adds to the beautiful messages of the show with just the really not great messages in between. No, it, it's one of my it's it's one of my favorite songs because of how well it's it's one of the only songs that really 
captures how complex and weird this relationship between them has been. And mm-hmm. that's that's her growth to me. That's it. And that one single line. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Everything after that is just fine right it's like this is kind of the ending of the show for me like in like she goes off she gets her writing career and like that's the end yeah they kind of yeah as it should be as it should be as it should that so in reality she does go off she starts her writing career she starts making her monet she sends a check of a thousand dollars to him as like her first set of repayments for her to for uh college that's such a big deal for her it's such big daddy energy mm-hmm. i love it yes yeah because that's also some freedom in a way it's not something i'm sure you know we all could speak to have, having you know well i did this well i paid this well okay and having you know someone say shit like that and hold that over you that is a lot especially when you don't come from anything and it's like Right. You know, he did like pay for her to go to school, but she studied and she made her grades and she's the one who did it. So go daddy yourself, dude. I am free. That's the whole thing for her. Mm -hmm. And then when she says that she's going to give all of two things, big daddy energy was giving this money. Like at first it's like, oh, she's giving money back to like where she raised like that was good. And then it's like, so I can meet your ass. And it's like, oh, Ooh, oh, oh mm. she that that line was so funny, but so powerful. The comedy was so well timed in this one. Yes, it was. Yes, she she because she's she again, she did it. And this is where I'm like, there's no way this was a director thing. So I have to blame the guy who was playing the actor for how much he would like try and cheat jokes out to the audience and try and play to the audience, which just I hate it for this show specifically, because it's like when you have a show just between two people, you need to be focusing on that connection between those two actors. You do not need you have to- no choice but to give to the other person. Right. And when you're giving out to the audience, that means that you're just not you're you're wasting that energy, in my opinion at least. Anyway. No, I'm right there with you, Tyler. He yeah, he cheated so many jokes out. He tried so hard. And it took me out. It took me. That's the big thing. It took me out of the story that she was crafting so hard for. And made it look so easy, mind you. And and made it look so easy. I thought she took it back just as gracefully. Oh, absolutely. Like, it did not diminish her performance by any means, which I think is a, a testament to this show in a way. It's, it's like, it is... It's very much so built for the female. And if she is killer, then the show will be good, pretty much. Amen. Anyway, so we move on. And uh, so Jervis comes to Lock Willow again to see Jerusha (sighs) and proposes. He proposes after he like she she puts it together. Right. Right. Well, he 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 proposes before actually telling her who he is. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. You're right. You're right. Excuse me. Excuse me. Like, because apparently in her last letter, she declared her love for Jervis Pendleton. Writing to Daddy Longlegs, she declared her love for Jervis uh, and wanted to meet with Daddy Longlegs. To like, I guess, get his blessing or whatever. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. And then, surprise, it's like an episode of SVU we saw the other day 
where the girl married her stepdad when she was like 13, but it technically was <gasps> legal. What? Some, it, what? Yeah, girl. <laughs> Miss Olivia Benson's kicking ass in these seasons, ladies. Oh. I'm shaken to my core. Mm-hmm. If Olivia could see this musical now. What? What? What are you doing? Jerusha. He wears pleated <laughs> pants. He wears a vest. So Jerusha, uh, Jerusha and Jervis meet uh, uh, again. Um, but she thinks, she initially thinks that he's just, uh, she connects the dots that he is the secretary to Daddy Longlegs, that he's been putting that hot on for a while. But little does she know. And then he's like, actually, I'm like, kind of both and all and neither of them. Um, Angel or father, friend or phantom. Who is it there hiding? (laughs) Daring. Oh my god. Who is this man? <laughs> Who is it there staring? Oh my god. Ghastly by a man that she doesn't even know. <laughs> Poor Jerusha Abbott. I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> and that's kind of what she does. That's kind of, She's kind of like, hey, what the f- Daddy. Dude. You like, said it. Yeah. Can I say something? Yeah. Wait a minute. She did this beautiful, beautiful scene work with him where she goes through the whole discovery of finding out Mm -hmm. what he's done, who he is, and she plays it so beautifully. She starts crying. She starts feeling all these things. And she goes, you're not even old. And it's just so (laughs) funny. Mm -hmm. Right. It's so it's so adorable and charming, and like I hated the the audience for laughing, but I mean, same. Right. And she just did that so perfectly without losing the gravity of what has happened to her. And I just I really appreciate her and everything she's done for this production. That's just what I wanted to say. But really, and that's another huge thing about yeah. so many of the reviews I was seeing is how much it was talking about like this is a star vehicle for Megan McGinnis. Like this is Megan McGinnis. McGinnis's show like and if that's all that it is if that's all that it needs to be okay get your bread get your head sis I wanted it to go to Broadway I wanted her to do something with that I yeah I think they would need to workshop it more just because like I just it's a lot and I don't know if the average audience person would I don't know if we will ever get such a small like Broadway show because it's like part of the reason why the last five years has never been on Broadway is because it's a two person show. Yeah. And it doesn't need to be. I it doesn't need to be on Broadway, but I just want it to be. It's like, yeah, if it did an off Broadway run again. Good. You know, playing in the small the houses, I think. Well, I think, and I think that's how it should right. be done. If it just made a regional circuit, that would be fine with me. Which I think it would be mm-hmm. great at regional circuit. I think this is a great show for yes. that kind of audience. It's also kind of like Bright Star to me. Yeah. Like that, like kind of period PC, but like we kind of feel like it's modern. So when you were right. like, I don't think of it as modern, to me, it like, it's not exactly like Pasek and Paul, but it has like those kind of like vibes with it. And it was it's like Pasek and Paul mixed with Bright Star for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. It's kind of like it's kind of folky, yeah. which is why I think it kind of has that dated mm-hmm. feel to it. But it also I I and I don't know if maybe it's because folk is having a kind of resurgence in this modern area mm-hmm. that it's why it also feels modern. I don't know. It ha I don't know. I keep mentioning Alan Minken and it doesn't have any of his vibes at all. But I just <laughs> 
it feels like him to me and i can't i can't place it well alan menken does a lot of like really like bouncy like melodies and i think that absolutely like plays through this and just like the like chord structures that he does it's the whimsy for me yeah yeah and and also, to be fair, Jerusha has a very, like, aerial vibe about her. Like, yeah. a very, Ooh, like, the things, wanting um, to be part of your world. Spunky. Where it was, like, uh, things I huh. didn't know. Um, I was like, this is very much, like, um, beyond my wildest dreams. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. And you said that, sh- that Megan kind of reminds you of Sierra. Yeah. She gives me a hint of Sierra. Yeah. Has- that, like... I get what the what you mean. Absolutely, like a little mix between Sierra and Emma Rossum. Like, yeah, uh, Emmy Rossum. I I don't want to say it, Hannah, but you've said it. <laughs> and and Emma Emmy who? Emmy like the award. Emmy Emily Emmy Emily Ross em- <laughs> Emma Christ em- <laughs> uh, Apologies <laughs> to you, Miss Rossum. He knows your name. <laughs> he understands. She, we watched Shameless. She's worked with Gerard Butler. She's gotten awards. Like, she doesn't need to worry about me. She does not have awards. Oh, does she not? No, she got fucking jit. Uh, oh, that I was not about to say that. Uh, <laughs> well, that is, it comes from a slur, and I am not going to say it. Good for you. Good uh, no. If you could just edit that out. <laughs> or don't edit it out, and people can can learn. We can um, blip that part, and yeah, people will learn. Reading yeah. So, uh, Yeah, she was, like, cheated out of um, some Emmys. Because let us just recall that episode where Monica, her mother, came back, and she was like, well, you were my... Oh. And there is the father of my children. <laughs> Being cornholed by Billy Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies uh, to the families at home. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, go watch Shameless, Wait. but not with your kids. Or with your kids. Let, let them learn some stuff. Or with your kids. Right, let them learn life now, I guess. Yeah. Hey, man. <laughs> but anyways, definite, definite Alan Menken vibes. Totally get that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, end of the show is basically, they, they he's like, I love you. She's like, I, I love you too, and I forgive you, so let's get married. She does. She goes through a whole war within herself. She does. She goes through a lot, and that is, and that is, that is a lot more than I think I would have given this show credit for. Yeah. Once again, she does all the work herself. Yeah. And we see that happen right before our eyes. And that is a huge thing. Again, is it does rely on the work of the actress in this show to really carry all of this through. It's a one woman mm-hmm. show, whether you like it or not. True. And I just, I have to believe that Paul Alexander Nolan would have done a better, would have done a different job. Um, yeah, there we go. Because different. I, I, I listen to his recording on, like, I listen to the uh, recording that he does with Megan McGinnis, and I just feel, I just immediately feel so much more. I feel like there is more chemistry and work being done there between those two than I felt with this couple i want to know what the decision was like because it doesn't even feel like he wanted to do it it did not right and i uh, sometimes he would be in it oh sometimes i'd be like okay like if we just stayed on this track it would be fine but then it would be very brief and i just i don't know what what was happening uh 
I don't know. And, and it could it could easily be one of those, you know, behind the scenes things that we'll never actually know about where it's like he had an off day or uh, he wasn't supposed to go on that night. Maybe Paul Alexander Nolan was supposed to perform that night or maybe Paul and Megan. And maybe they were having a little Emmett Forrest legal. Thank you. Yes. And you know what? Maybe they found the secret of happiness without him. <laughs> and uh, we'll just never know that. We just have to see uh, his poor performance. <laughs> oh, God. I, when we're famous, I, I hope this know. doesn't come back to bite us all in the ass. I'm sure it will for me, at least. You two will have <laughs> sterling reputations. Yeah, because I have a real good reputation for being quiet and good. <laughs> <laughs> I have a good reputation for not being a bitch. <laughs> oh, speaking of, so me and my mom's new code word for when I'm being bitchy, she says that was bitchy. So that's our new like code word, Barry Lynn, instead of the rainbow. Um, that's not so much a code word as a uh, naming the behavior. Well, I told her that I, my mom does not like it, but I said call it out what it is. Yeah, like. Uh- that's what it is. That's what you're calling it out. I love it. I could not be more supportive yeah, of this. Call me out. That was bitchy. Yes. <laughs> I wish Jerusha would have used that. When she found out, she'd be like, that was bitchy. That was bitchy. <laughs> <laughs> she thinks I'm old. Well, that was bitchy. Well. <laughs> what does she mean by love? Well, that was bitchy. <laughs> I would have walked off the stage. So, like, I think you think you figured it out, but, like, surprise, there's more. No. No, sir. Goodbye. I'm done. Farewell. No. I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm not here for this bullshit. Daddy. So, that's the show. That's it. Yeah. So, um, what's everyone's thoughts and feelings? I love parts of it. Mm-hmm. As a whole, it's just the parts that I don't like, like, I just really don't care for. Yeah. And it it might just be because I need to see a different production. Maybe if the people, like, look like they're younger or closer in age, it wouldn't be such, like, a feeling for me. But I just don't think I can get, like, fully invested in it because I have that kind of, like, feeling. Right. And I totally get that because same, no matter how many times I've listened to the show at this point, I still get that little kind of churn in my stomach every time she says daddy. Daddy. And that's on (laughs) (laughs) y'all. I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Uh, But it's still like it's I'm like, because this was written in the 2010s so it's like they they knew what the connotation of daddy was when they were writing it so i i just well to be fair i think when they started it it wasn't as big of a thing as it been as it has become in the last i mean that's fair was five years with social media and also fair. and those people are old yeah it's like old like you know it's like mike pence calling his wife mother mommy Oh, yeah, a little less noise there. That's right, I ruined it for you, didn't I? (laughs) (sighs) No, No. 
No, oh, no. <laughs> I'm just gonna edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> Must we bring Pence into this? <sighs> Have we not suffered enough? <laughs> no. Can you say repressed masculinity even more? Um, Tyler, what were your thoughts? I, it's just. I again, I love this show and I love this. I love I love the show for the music and I love the show for the acting moments that are in it. I do not love the show. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, like uh, I I just wish I think maybe if it, the book was fleshed out differently if we maybe brought some more people in so she wasn't having to do all this heavy lifting and there was maybe if the male character had more to do for jimmy yeah like if jimmy like (gasps) you know if we had some kind of like i have an idea what's your idea i have a freaking idea Okay, uh, well, I, uh, let me just disclose. While I was listening to your impressions, I was not judging them, but I felt a gut reaction. Good. I, I, I was not judging them. I was like, that's their experience, and I do not need to get defensive over this musical. Well, that's on you. <laughs> I do not need to get defensive because we all have different experiences, but <laughs> I love this show so much. But I will say, if they added in just one more male and one more female to do the legwork. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what it's missing for me. Certainly not all it's missing, but that would be a big help. Help. And uh, I just, why am I so defensive over this freaking show? Because I know the flaws. I acknowledge the flaws. I've talked about the flaws. But at the end of the day... At the end of the day, you guys, I love this. At the end of the day, you love it. And you love it because you love it. And you don't need to justify it beyond that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's just, that's my two bits. Because I, I, for me, I was like, I would love that challenge. I would love to work on it. Oh, same. I would love to play that. I would love to play Jervis and like be able to like actually work Mm -hmm. out some kind of um, human out of him. Yeah. And yeah, that would acting in this show would bring up a lot more flaws. I know it, but absolutely. Like, could you imagine? Like, it depends on your director too. Yeah. Because that could just be a real nightmare and a real train wreck real fast. But, at the end of the day, I think we... Well, I'm not going to speak for you guys. But I loved everything that it did for her. Yes. Yeah, I kind of wish... Like, how we said that, like, if we, like, expanded it a little bit, alternatively, if we kicked him out, <laughs> and if we... Because when we, when we kind of talked about, like, oh, this to me is, like, her arc, and we could end the show here, you know... We have to wrap it up with a daddy love story. And to me, I'm like, it's kind of like in Little Women when... Right, when Joe has to get married within the last five minutes of the show. Right. I I don't like it. I don't... We don't need it. We don't need it. These women are complete characters. They don't feel... Yeah, like... They're married to their work. And if you're going to have them fall in love and, like, actually get married and do that, like, that's great. But you need to, like, establish that. And having a one-sided communication 
does not that do? There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Even <laughs> so, I love the show. I, it's a, it's a yes. happy show. It's a happy show. And that's, and that's a great thing for it. It's a good romp. And you know what? We don't need things that are so, like... Things don't have to be like super like serious and super dramatic. Like it's just like a normal correct day in the life. Nothing particularly special happens. Nothing like super exciting. Like out of the blue, the house doesn't fall on her sister. You know, (laughs) Um, she was she was trying her best with what she had. In stark contrast to the musical we talked about last time. uh... (laughs) Honestly, yeah, Uh, Hannah, I. I love that you watch this and I love that you know the music because <laughs> I don't Me think too. you ever would have done this on your own. And I just, I know I, I think have. you needed to, to hear the music at least. Cause there's a lot of good stuff in there for you. Yeah. I really enjoyed, really, really enjoyed listening to it. And I, um, was listening to it earlier when I cooked dinner. Actually, It's just, it's funny that because I would, I would love to see you as Jerusha. I think you would do a lot with this character. Yeah. I think you would both do so much with this Ooh, character. Let's Such different things, but yes. And it would Hannah, it would just force you to do a different thing with your voice and to unlock different parts of your voice. Yeah. Yes. And I just I I want you to yeah. do the range cuz I know you can do it. <laughs> well, that's like yeah. how I used to sing a lot like when I was younger and did like choir and stuff when I was first kind of starting to do the Broadway thing because I mixed a lot of like head voice in with like mm. super forward placements. She has a lot of mixy stuff in here. Yeah. It's very head mixed yeah. which is very beautiful but yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just think you could do so much with it. Agreed. Aww. And don't even get me started on Tyler's Jervis. Uh, I would do such a good job with this character. I was low-key... The first scene, I was like, oh, so he's, like, a Monty Dicequith, but, like, not great. Yes. Or not, like, cool in but any like, way. But, like, Monty's right. not great either, so, like, it's perfect. Like, they're both not great characters. But Tyler well, Tyler wouldn't pull focus. Tyler wouldn't, like, be an asshole no. about it. Thank you. <laughs> Honestly, that's all I strive for, playing males on stage. To not be an asshole. Just be the support for the women. Exactly. Because Tyler's coming in here knowing that it's a one-woman show and he's here to help. Exactly. He knows who's in charge. I'm like, just let me sit, harmonize with you every now and then, and I promise not to distract you. And let me sit in a fucking chair on stage while you run around and move your own props and give your own costume changes <laughs> and do all the work. <laughs> while singing constantly. It's what I'm best at. And not... <laughs> And not saying that Tyler wouldn't do a beautiful job because he would. He can sit like no one else I know. <laughs> Stretching them long ass legs. Yep. Perfect. I just I can't wait to see it, is what I'm saying. Right. No, same. Um, so for final thoughts this week, I'm going to add a, uh, I'm going to add a scale on a scale of one to five orphans. How many orphans (laughs) would you give this, Hannah? So like, all right, well, let me get some context for this scale. Are they orphans I'm adopting? Orphans I'm like sacrificing? They're orphans. What exactly? They're orphans that uh, you read their essays and you thought they were amusing. So you're sending them through college for four years. Okay. 
I would say two and three quarters of an orphan. Are we legally allowed to do that or must I round up? Yes. <laughs> no, that's Just perfect. Just like <laughs> half of like a gingerbread cookie, like cut in half. That's how we're going to divide <laughs> up the kids. I'm not condoning that for anyone who's like... Beautiful. Going to hear that and call the cops. <laughs> Mary Lynn. One more caveat to the uh, context. <laughs> <laughs> Um, having worked with children some some odd years. Yikes. <laughs> were these essays in crayon? You know what? <laughs> they probably were. That is a very good point. Well, in that case, it's five out of five <laughs> orphans for me. Oh my god. <laughs> Actually, I'm gonna round up. I round up to three orphans. <laughs> I was thinking I was thinking three orphans at first, but I thought three might be too generous. But then I don't know our context scale for the other. Hey, no, for the that, other no, scales. So, like, Hannah, like, are the witches like <laughs> Hannah? Don't feel pressured to change your scale just because I'm very defensive over this show for whatever reason. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I would give this a three out of five orphans too. Mm-hmm. Like, it's 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 a good show. It has its problems. It's not perfect, but it's a good show. It's an essay written in crayon. Yeah, it's an essay written in crayon. <laughs> Uh, that's 2020 well hello again listener didn't expect to see you there tyler again just wanting to thank you for not only listening to our podcast but the whole episode too woo you Make sure to leave a review and you might just get it read out loud on the pod. Our next episode is going to be about Sweeney Todd, the demon Barbara Fleet Street, just in time for spoopy season. So buckle in and we'll see y'all next time.